Good evening. I was trying to decide what to speak about tonight, and uh, as I often do, I started reading different articles from different places and, and just trying to, to get an idea. And I came across an article <clears throat> uh, by a guy named Wayne Jones. It was published in 2005, March of 2015, and uh, the title of this article is Tears in a Bottle. Tears in a Bottle. And that's one of those things where I kind of stopped at the title, and I was just like, that's, that's weird. Tears in a bottle. But, um, you know, I, I read the article, and it was just a um, wonderfully written article, and I thought it had plenty of good information to, to share with you guys, so I wanted to do that. Um, so I'm not going to just read the article, but I have tried to take the article and um, make points from it. Uh, but there are portions of it where I will read the article. But so the title for tonight is Tears in a Bottle. Um, I'm not a very emotional person. Um, You could ask Jamie. I don't don't really cry. Um, The last two times I remember crying, uh, one was when I was in college and my grandfather passed away. I remember remember crying. I think I was a freshman at Fried Hardman when that happened. And then um, just not too long ago when our dear brother Chuck Fetters passed away and I was at his funeral. And, um, you know, when such a great man like that passes and you get together with people that loved him and you hear all the wonderful things they have to say, that just, as much as I fought it, I I have to admit, I probably let one tear slip out. And I didn't think I was ever going to hear the end of it from Jamie because she always fussed at me saying that I was going to be in trouble if I ever cried about something because I didn't cry for things that she thought I should. <laughs> so that's kind of a running joke around our house. But um, anyway, living in a house with three women, I definitely, there are lots of tears. So I was interested in this topic. But um, there are three different types of tears that we shed with the human eye. Uh, there are basal tears. Uh, those help <clears throat> wet the cornea on a consistent basis to to, you know, providing a tear film to cover the eye and to help fight against bacterial infection, that kind of thing. And then you have the second type, which are reflex tears. And these are the ones that you get from any kind of foreign something getting in your eye, like an eyelash or when you're cutting onions or um, just any, anything like that. So that. That would be reflex tears. So you have basal tears, which are your normal, like, keep your eye wet tears. Reflex tears that happen when something gets into your eye and your eye kind of goes into uh, defense mode or whatever. And then you have um, uh, psychic or emotional tears. At my house, we call those psychic tears, but it goes either way. Um, but these are emotional tears. They're, they're unique to people. Um, they don't, you know, you don't really see animals just crying over different things. So this is this type of emotion with tears is unique to people, which I, I've never really thought about, but that is kind of interesting to think about. Um, um, these type of a tears are a reflection of our needs, um, emotional needs, physical needs, spiritual needs. Um, these are these um, emotional tears help us communicate um, our feelings that sometimes 
when there's so much emotion that you can't express them with words. And so tears help us to do that. And um, God takes notice of our tears. And that's, that's kind of the, the main thrust of this article here. Um, it's kind of like God is kind of like a, an attentive parent when you have a crying baby or a crying child. And, he, and you know, we're that crying baby or that crying child. And he, he tends to us and our needs and he tends to our tears. There are several <clears throat> places in the Bible that refer to this and support uh, that God sees and understands and uh, notices our tears. And so we're going to look through some of those real quick. Uh, one place you could go is Job chapter 16, verse 20. Um, if you know anything about Job, you know that um, if there was a guy that had a reason to cry, he had plenty of them. Uh, but 16, verse 20 says, My friends scorn me, my eye pours out tears to God. Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 35, verse 8, we see it says, Go say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, The God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. In the book of Psalms, David states in chapter 6, verse 8, Depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. Revelation also talks about this quite a bit as well, the book of Revelation. Um, in the book of Revelation, we learn that God has provided a place for us where he will wipe away all tears and where there will be no more crying. Chapter 7, verse 17 of Revelation says, For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Chapter 21, verse 4 of the book of Revelation tells us, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. <clears throat> David also makes a very profound statement about tears in the 56th Psalm. And this is where this article and this idea kind of takes its name, Tears in a Bottle. Psalm 56, verse 8 says... You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. That's, you know, that's something to think about there. You have collected all my tears in your bottle, and you have recorded each one in your book. David often felt alone and discouraged as he faced enemy after enemy, whether he was dealing with a jealous king, um, a rebellious, ambitious son. David was often driven to hide in the fortress of God. Psalm 71, verse 3 tells us, Be to me a rock of refuge, 
to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Psalm 91.2 tells us, I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. David also refers to this as um, being under the shadow of God's wing. Psalm 57.1 tells us, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge, in the shadow of your wings I take refuge. Till the storms of destruction pass by. Psalm 17, 8, and 9 tell us Keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. From the wicked who do me violence, my deadly enemies who surround me. Um, David referred, as we've already discussed here, referred to his tears being collected in a bottle and uh, being recorded in his book. Malachi also wrote of something similar. Uh, Malachi wrote, um, and he called it uh, his book of remembrance. Malachi 13.6 says, Then those who fear the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him um, of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. <clears throat> Getting back to Psalm 56 that we just looked at earlier where David was talking about God collecting his tears in a bottle and recording everyone in his book. Before verse 8 there, you, you see David is deeply upset. Um, David asked um, in verse 7, Shall they escape by iniquity? And he begs in anger, Cast down the peoples, O God. David wanted retribution and vengeance against those who had made his life miserable and seemingly unbearable. What did God do? He put David's tears of fear, frustration, and persecution in a bottle. And he wrote them in his book of remembrance. David is referencing an ancient custom practiced by many cultures that included capturing the tears of mourners near the grave of a loved one. They would put those tears in containers called lacrimatories or tear bottles. Sometimes these bottles were buried with their loved ones and others were sealed and kept as a memorial for their grief. Retribution may not have resulted from David's prayer, but there is something more satisfying and uplifting than seeing your enemies defeated. That something is having a God record your sorrow or bottle it up so that it, does not, so that it is not soon forgotten. When God's people suffer and cry, he hears. When his people hurt and sob, he knows. When his people stumble and weep, he sees. When the eyes of his people are filled with tears and their cheeks are damp like the dew, he remembers. 
He captures our tears of pain, fear, frustration, persecution, confusion, grief, sorrow, loneliness. Do you ever long for for vindication for the hand of God to send forth justice to the wicked? It may be that David is reminding us that there is something more comforting for us to consider. God has a book of remembrance in which he will list our sorrows. God has a bottle in which he will store our tears. Why? Because our God is full of compassion, long-suffering, and abundant in mercy. Psalm, Psalm 86.15 tells us, But you, O God, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and thankfulness. Thanks be to God for putting our tears in a bottle. Just as God is here for us and that he knows our sorrows and, and he attends to our needs, um, we have a church family here that, that does the same thing for us. Um, we need to be here for each other. If you have anything um, that is weighing you down, if, if you have... Uh, tears of any of the the type that we've been talking about tonight from any of the sources of frustration or fear or anger or anything like that. Um, We ask that you would let us know about that tonight so we can um, help you with that, so that we can share in your burdens. Um, If you have any need at all, if you you haven't become a Christian yet and you would like to um, have this opportunity to, to do that or to talk to us and let us talk to you more about what that all entails. We'd be glad to do that. If you would, come forward as we stand and sing.